Welcome to the RV Navigator Podcast, your RV lifestyle digital home. Visit the RV Navigator homepage at rvnavigator.com. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Martha, podcasting from their mobile RV studio that might be parked in a campground near you. Hello, this is Ken, your RV Navigator. And Martha, the co-pilot. And here we are, singing Old Ang Syne, as 2008 is about to be history. So we're talking to you from our luxurious at-home studio, the final broadcast from 2008. And we always have too many things to share with oh, you. Oh, yes, every month. So this is going to be kind of a random cleanup show where we try <laughs> to get to some of the odds and ends that we haven't managed to fit into and some of the And we make RV resolutions for next year. <laughs> to be better organized. <laughs> That'll never happen. Oh, but we have a great thing to share with you right now. Um, last month I had a hard time finding some RV Christmas carols. Um, I know there must be some, but I searched all over to try to find them. And one of our readers, um, and we want to thank Donald from uh, Pampa, Texas, for sending us a very nice email telling us about uh, a song that he has, uh, that he recommends called Living in a Mobile Home. And I think it's going to become the RV Navigator's theme song. A little country, but... uh, Not typical of us. Not typical of us, but otherwise, it's a fabulous song, and I think you'll really enjoy hearing it. It took me quite a a long time to get it because the actual CD is not uh, really available as a new CD, so I had to go and buy it used. Well, I would be very afraid about buying a used record, but a used CD, who cares? Here it is, scratches and all. This CD is from 1990. It's done by Raiders in the Sky, and it's the only RV song on the CD. It's done by Riders in the Sky. So here it is. Take a listen. Yep, me and Mama was looking through the paper the other day. Man, a full-page ad just caught our eye. Do you want to see the rivers and the countryside? We got a Winnebago Dodge and a GMC. Just a little bit of cash and you can turn the key. <laughs> yeah, the salesman said, I got a deal for you. She's road ready and priced to move. Got a shower on the stove and a VCR. All the comforts of home no matter where you are. No. Sure like to roam as a rebel and fever down in our bones. We're always home, but we're always gone. Living in a mobile home. Yeah, we made a down payment and we hit the trail. Told our neighbors they could read our mail. Got our names painted on the spare tire cover. Show everybody that we love each other. We got a fiberglass boat that we pull behind. All of our windows got Venetian lines, and we never have to worry about where we're gonna stay. Just pull off the road at the end of the day. Oh, we sure like to roam as a rebel and fever down in our bones. We're always home, but we're always gone. Living in a mobile home. Let's jack her up there a little bit, boys. Mm, mm, yeah. Whenever we want to go see our kin, we drive by and they drop in. We stay for a while and then we're gone. Back on the road in our mobile home. Yeah, we've been everywhere in the lower 48. North Carolina to the Golden Gate. We've seen it all from behind the wheel. And every night we have a home-cooked meal. <laughs> oh. 
sure like to roam with the rebel and fever down in our bones. We're always home, but we're always gone. Living in a mobile home. Your turn to empty the tank tonight, eh, Mama? <laughs> huh? Yeah, I heard that little old song we just played on the radio. Sounds like you and me, don't it, Mama? <laughs> I can sing better than that. <laughs> Look, Mama, Gus and Edna from Normal, Illinois. Golly! Look at the size of that truck. <laughs> now that's a song that we have to... Uh make into the RV, Ar- RV Navigator archives for you all to listen to and maybe to play should... as you leave every trip on your way out. Maybe we should put it at the end of the broadcast so that uh, those oh, that want to listen oh, no. can listen to the end. Oh, please, don't stop listening. And those that aren't country and music fans don't have to listen to the whole thing. But it is funny. And with that said, we do want to say thank you very much for listening. We realize you have lots of choices in podcasts, and there are thousands of them on iTunes, and we appreciate you listening to us. And I've been looking at the statistics for the year, and boy, have we gotten the support. And based on the emails and things that we get, this is fabulous. We love to uh, to share emails that you send with us, with all of the listeners, and we love to just uh, respond to them ourselves. And we got another interesting email from Jerry um, responding to our Christmas <laughs> gifts for RVers show. And he made a suggestion for, for something that I've not used no. but would really like to because I find stargazing very frustrating. I've been to numerous <sighs> presentations and they say, look at this star and that star and that's this mythical character. And, and I see Daffy the Duck um, when I'm looking at those <laughs> same stars. So this gizmo is called the Celestron Sky Scout Personal Planetarium. That's a mouthful. And uh, Jerry says what you do is aim this handheld battery-operated device at a star or planet or constellation, and it tells you the name and other information about it. Or it guides you to a star or whatever you want to know where in the night sky it is, and you can buy it from Amazon. So I would like to try it. And we got lots of suggestions for other uh, gifts, but Christmas is over, and we'll start our list for next year. And as I said, we do want to thank you for listening. Uh, it's, it's very rewarding for us. And as we look at the statistics for the year, we note that we have about 16, 1,675 downloads per month. Uh, I don't know how many people actually listen, but that's a lot of people who download our episode every month. And we have... Uh, pushed out over 250 gigabytes of data this year, which to us is an incredible amount. So thanks a lot for listening, and uh, as always, keep in touch. And we want to give you our listener hotline at 815-230-0772. And you know the webpage is the rvnavigator.com, and our email is navigator at rvnavigator.com. So with all those contact points, uh, it's easy to stay in touch with us, and I try to answer all of your emails. And I love to hear from you guys. So uh, keep uh, keep the letters and messages coming. We do appreciate it. And now, a little Simpsons. <laughs> We're not going to play this for you. But on our website, we found uh, an episode out of The Simpsons, a little clip on YouTube that is about The Simpsons buying an RV. And what was it called? Oh, I already it forgot. It was called the Ultra something. Ultra Gigantonormous RV. <laughs> and the kid says... 
does it have a satellite dish? And, he, and the salesman says, yes, it has a satellite dedicated just to this ultra super It is duper. the satellite. <laughs> is the, oh, yes. and then somebody asks whether it has a deep fat fryer, and he says <laughs> four. <laughs> <laughs> They've got us RVers pegged, don't Yeah, they? and I think you'll appreciate uh, exactly what uh, Homer Simpson goes through when he uh, comes to buy the ultra super duper uh, RV uh, off the lot. And ends up buying something somewhat smaller. <laughs> so two things for you to listen to. Uh, one we included in the show, and the other is a link on the website. We know that the National RV Show, which is where dealers and manufacturers get together to take a look at what's happening in 2009, occurred on December 2nd through December uh, 5th of this year, uh, just after we made the last episode. And we thought we would share with you some of the... Interesting things that uh, that happened at the show. A lot of the press was very positive, and part of this, I'm sure, is advertising hoopla. But you have to think that someday soon the economy is going to turn around a bit. And one thing that was very clear from the surveys and research that the um, RV industry has been doing, Good Sam in particular, has did an RV um, survey that I'm looking at. Uh, people still love RVing, people still want to RV, and people still are planning to do it. And uh, one of the surveys they put out, given that it was December, was about RV use <laughs> during the holidays. And a third of the people that they surveyed planned to travel during the holidays, and um, a half of the people they surveyed planned to travel as much as they did last year. And, of course, the irony is that um, the RV industry has been gearing up for more gas-efficient vehicles, given the high prices we suffered just a few months ago, yes, and, and, and now um, oh. that price has improved dramatically, which makes us all very happy. But even so, if they come out with um, vehicles that consume less gas, that will keep the prices down, and we'll be sending less... We'll make it more affordable for more people to own RVs, too. And we'll be sending less of our dollars to the petrol people. And, of course, we should note that 43% of those of the people who travel... Also decorate their rigs with Christmas lights. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> <laughs> Which we have not had the opportunity yeah, to do. Yeah, and I hadn't thought about it, but a lot of people take their RVs to visit family during the holiday time because one of the things we all love about RVing is that it's like being in your house. And when you go to visit your relatives over the holidays, sometimes they don't have room for you in their house. Or sometimes it's nice to be able to get away from your relatives for a few hours. So taking your RV to visit family during the holidays is a very good strategy to use. And uh, one of the questions that I liked um, very much in this survey was, what is more difficult to stick to while traveling in your RV during the holidays, your budget or your diet? And as we all make resolutions to lose weight next year, uh, 55% of the respondents said that their diet was a lot harder to stick to. So going in your RV does not help your diet, huh? No. Why is that? Because there's less places to run around. It's harder because to I take have four ten, deep front fryers. It's harder to take 10,000 <laughs> steps in your RV than it is in a stick-built house. Oh, but you know what I got? What'd you get? Oh, the Wii. That that helps. You could probably do that in the RV, too. Yeah, we're you? planning on it. We, we got, as a Christmas present for Ken, we didn't uh, put this on the list last, last time. So I don't know how it happened, but I suddenly got a, a Wii and... And we've been bowling in the basement. And golfing in the basement. And boxing. And boxing. I knocked Ken out. Oh, twice she's got me every time. <laughs> uh, if you haven't tried the Wii, it's actually quite an interesting product, isn't it? 
Yes, it's fun and very versatile because you can do so many different things with it. Yeah. We still have to work on our figure skating skills. Now, I, I bought it under the pretense that I was going to use it for exercise. I was going to buy the Wii Fit. Which so far we haven't found in stock at any stores <laughs> in our area. So, so under that pretense, it worked. I don't know. I don't know, guys. It works. <laughs> so we'll be getting our exercise going from store to store, <laughs> trying to find the Wii Fit. But I did. The Wii is not really discounted any place. But uh, I was able to get uh, the Wii Sports package, and so now we can we can bowl, and we did archery, and you can surf, and all sorts of things. And if you haven't done Wii, it's uh, it's not your typical um, game. Uh, I'm not uh, much of a an online gamer or a gamer period but uh this is almost like the real thing and and it makes you break out of sweat and as you say with golf oh yeah you make the same mistakes with the Wii <laughs> that you do on a real golf course bowling too you bowling have the same too. hook it, that it's you an have amazing on an it's an amazing reproduction of the real world and being able to bowl in your basement as as we in our case is is pretty cool and maybe by the next issue of this uh, of the RV navigator nah, we'll have the uh, we fit the Wii Fit. It's possible. It's possible. I went shopping today and didn't find it. It was not at the Target where they said it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But, of course, next month. We're going to be far, far overseas next month. We are looking forward to uh, visiting our friends in Australia. And that's another thing that happened this month. I've heard from three Australians. That's who, amazing. <laughs> Listen to the RV Navigator podcast. So thank you for sending me emails, you guys. And uh, we'll be over there to visit you uh, in uh, after we go to New Zealand. We haven't heard it from anybody in New Zealand. but uh, Only sheep live in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to hear about that, aren't Ooh, I? <laughs> probably, well, I don't know. Not if we don't have anybody. But we're going to say good day to all of our friends in, in Australia. And we will be uh, visiting there in um, March-ish. So the RV Navigator will try to continue to broadcast yes. while on the road, but realize and, and that, emails. that circumstances will be more challenging in the next few months, depending on where we are and what the Internet is like at that moment. And caravanning in uh, in Australia sounds like it's it's very cool. And, you know, the way I see what's happening at the National RV Show, which we're going to get back to, to here in a minute, is that in actuality what's happening is American RVs are becoming more... Fuel efficient and more European and Australian like, like the caravans, uh, and more eco friendly, more eco friendly and lighter and 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 generally smaller. So, shall we talk about a few of the ones that they brought out at the show? Yeah, some some nice new light uh, that can be pulled by a, a four cylinder car. Um, as the, you Aussies have pointed out to me, that's what you guys use to to pull your your. Our, your caravans, so um, that's what uh, they're making for the United States now too. Yeah, here's a super light trailer that's dry weight starts at 2,700 pounds. That's really light, and eight oh, eight foot overall width and 78 inch ceilings can be pulled by small pickup trucks and crossover vehicles. And it's called the Express Super Light Series from Keystone, 2,700 pounds, and our. RV, our 40-foot motorhome weighs about 25,000 pounds, so more than 10 times more. And the suggested manufacturer price is 16000 so we Which know is... that means nothing. <laughs> Not in these days. And Monaco is bringing out Ooh, a lot a huge... of, of new things, so they must be feeling very optimistic about the RV market for 2009. 
the 45-foot majestic floor plan. And the really cool thing about this is you might not be really interested in a Monaco, a 45-foot Monaco. I, I know I'm not with a tag axle. But the really neat thing is that this has the telescoping slide-out. This is the first telescoping slide-out. I'd heard about these before. So a slide-out comes out of the slide-out? Slide-out comes out of the slide-out. So this wow. has uh, a large slide-out like ours, but then the sofa extends again just the sofa section so it's about six feet just the sofa section extends again uh out to so that the sofa sits out in its own little and it has an optional wine chiller everybody needs one of those well, this one is a almost a half a million dollars yeah. but but as i say it's not it's not the actual rv that i'm interested in it's the telescoping, it's, it's the telescoping slide, slide which i think is going to be the next big wave we've had this wave of full wall slides and more and more people for 09 are bringing out full wall slides but now we have this telescoping slide well these campground owners better start chopping down their trees because <laughs> we're coming <laughs> Okay, campgrounds are now <laughs> parking When you make state. your reservation, you say, I'm coming in with a Class A motorhome, but I'm going to end up being as wide as I am long by the time I get in your sight. Okay, now we have a triple extending slide. <laughs> so the bed, the, the, the foot portion of the sofa now has another slide that goes out. The only way to go is up. <laughs> well, I, I, hopefully I'll remember to put the picture of this on the website because it is it is quite a cool idea. Um, I really like the Country Coaches veranda, that kind of slide that was a slide. But this is even better because it uh, it's actually something that could be incorporated on a wide variety of RVs. On a much more affordable and realistic yeah. note, Monaco also had a Holiday Rambler Alumalite. Um, 18,000-pound chassis, 31-foot, full-wall slide-out. And you remember the one we, we talked about last month that was a, a small Class A motorhome on a, on ten a small... 6-foot, 10-inch ceiling. And they're looking at 14 uh, miles a gallon, so that's going to be... And suggested better. retail, 92,000. And this one has Korean countertops and a 22-foot full-wall slide-out. So this is a regular Class A, but it is uh, on the light side and gets good gas mileage. And, 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 and a good cost, price. Yeah, 91000 that's, that's very reasonable. Oh, this is... Uh, <laughs> you, you knew this had to happen. Uh, Freightliner has introduced a hybrid chassis. And this is a full-size motorhome. And Freightliner, of course, makes many of the chassis that... Uh, various manufacturers use to to build their class a motorhomes on and this one is called the the eco fred uh fred being front engine diesel i don't know what the r is so you're probably yelling at your ipod telling me what it is but i don't know what it is um but it's a front engine diesel anyway and they are putting in a huge set of batteries and uh, so it has a 6.7 diesel and then an HEV electric motor po powered by 340 volt lithium ion batteries. That so, are like a hybrid car. It's exactly like uh -huh. a hybrid car. Uh -huh. They're estimating that it's going to get 12 miles to the gallon. But considering that we get eight with essentially. That's a big improvement. That's a huge improvement. So, that's not bad at all, considering that it's a 27,000 pound gross weight chassis, which is about as big as our motorhome. So I can't imagine our motorhome with the... Oh, <laughs> that's a big engine. The 340 Is that going to take away from your storage space then? Or well, they got to put it someplace. Yeah, I would but think. But it has a 300, standard 300 horsepower diesel. But And this wouldn't have anything to do with your power once you shut the engine down? 
You wouldn't use these batteries. Uh, for <laughs> I don't know. Then you wouldn't have any. I don't know. I don't have any idea how this works. Uh-huh. I, certainly in It'd a car. It would be nice if they could go both ways. You know, they have brakes that recharge the batteries uh, when you stop, and the electric motor operates it at low speed. And I don't know exactly how this works, but we'll have to stay tuned because we are seeing these developments uh, rapidly taking place right before our very eyes. That's an exciting one. And then on a much lighter note, Camp Technologies from Orangeburg, New York. Lighter in many ways. <laughs> uh, put out um, an RV slash tent, I would call this. <laughs> it says, when adventuring through rugged terrain, fishing in the backcountry, or setting up a field lab for your scientific exploration team, the RTV camper is built for an avid outdoor enthusiast interested in accessing remote regions normally inaccessible with traditional RVs or campers. So it looks like a, a trailer that you pull through any kind of terrain, mm-hmm. and then a tent comes and folds out of it. You're going to put the picture on the Yeah, I'll put the website. picture up there, too. Um, but that's from Camp Technologies in Queensburg, New York. Another option for uh, lightweight RVing. And while we're, we're talking about RVs... We have Airstream um, news. We're going to have a hard time getting through this without laughing hysterically. So hopefully I can read it clearly enough that it can make sense to you. Um, one thing that is always a problem when you have an old RV is how to it? dispose of it. And, and recycling and, but is always that's not really a, problem. a good idea. So a very ingenious businessman in Cape Town, South Africa, one of the most beautiful cities in the world, has come up with a most ingenious plan. He has built, no, he has bought seven Ohio-built Airstreams and imported them across the ocean to put on top of the Granddaddy <laughs> Hotel in South Africa. The Granddaddy. And they're now being billed as the world's first penthouse caravan park, a piece of Americana. The gleaming vintage caravans were hoisted onto the roof of the four-story building and the businessman had to close the main street to allow the crane to lift them into position. When the caravan park opens, guests may choose between different sized units boasting downtown views of Table Mountain, the Atlantic Ocean, and the famous Victoria and Albert waterfront. They can take a drink from the rooftop bar, view a film in an outdoor cinema, and even collect posts from their own U.S.-style mailbox. Each two-bed trailer is decorated in distinctive themes by local artists. Among the themes are the Ballad of John and Yoko, featuring a giant bed and musical instruments, a polka dot design that creates optical illusions, (laughs) Goldilocks and the Three Bears with a largely wooden interior, and a bunk bed for Baby Bear. There's also a trailer called The Love of Lace, which is designed in plush upholstery and draped fabrics, mostly in pink. The seven airstreams have been bolted to the floor and will be surrounded by decking. He spent almost $160,000 on these seven um, (laughs) trailers that range from a 1959 to a 1981 model. He bought one on eBay and one from a Cape Town trailer park and the rest from Ohio. Uh, he spent months dealing with paperwork and suffered 17 rejections for import permits before they were allowed in, and he could begin arrangements to hoist them on top of the Granddaddy Hotel. Wow, what an innovative idea. So, RVers and fellow caravanners, here is your chance to stay in an Airstream. On top of a hotel. Hotel in Cape, in Cape Town. And your next time that you're in South Africa, maybe we have a, a South African listener who could uh, 
snap a couple of photos of this for us, although we did have one photo included in the article. Okay, one other very exciting product, which I see was introduced. We don't have any little products like blinking lights this time. I got razzed so much for that, both in the emails as well as for my wife, that I'm not talking about. It's nice to know I'm not alone. Although I have to mention that uh, Steve, um, a listener, bought some of the things that I was The leveling device, right? He bought the leveling device as well as uh, something else, which I don't remember. So it's nice to hear that people are actually using our list for what they're designed for and that they're not always laughing at me. Wouldn't it be nice to have 120-volt power, clean power, without any noise? And you're saying, well, that's impossible. Without hookups. Well, yeah. Well, you didn't say that. Okay, without hookups. You're out in the middle of the wilderness. In the desert in your toy hauler. There has been a new product introduced, which is a revolutionary fuel cell. Now, of course, the fuel cell is what they use to generate power on the space shuttles. And fuel cell technology has been supposedly coming down the road for quite a while, and they've been talking about uh, fuel cell-powered cars. The problem with that, though, is is there's... Where do you refuel? This company is producing and has actually apparently has this in its final form, or at least in a a purchasable form. It's called the Protonex M250, and it is a replacement for your generator that makes no noise and will charge your batteries uh, and produces a fair amount of power. And the only thing you have to put into it is butane. Now, butane is what they use in cigarette lighters, but I assume that it can be bought in larger quantities in a tank that would be similar to a like propane, a propane tank. tank. But again, where do you refill they it? Don't, well, they don't talk about that. Uh-huh. If you invent it, they will come. Yeah, well, and that's, you know, has to the cart and the horse business, but this then produces much more power than... Uh, then you would get, well, it produces somewhat less than a generator. But it's quiet. But it's totally quiet, exactly. That's very nice. Yeah. And they just mention fuel in the diagram here. I'm going to put a link to their brochure that you can download. It says, to ensure maximum flexibility for the RV enthusiasts, our system integrates seamlessly with existing power components typically found in an RV, including deep cycle batteries, inverters, chargers, vehicle alternators, shore power generators, and blah, blah, blah. And it offers silent operation. That's cool. Provides freedom from generator curfews. Allows independence from shore power hookups. Removes unwanted vibrations, because it's totally without uh, moving parts. Eliminates main engine idling. Uses safe, clean, biodegradable methanol fuel. Provides odor-free operation. Reduces your carbon footprint and emissions. Wow. A really revolutionary device for the RV industry. Every RV should come with one. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't mention anything about price. (laughs) And it doesn't mention anything about size, although the unit looks to be about the size of a portable generator. Take a look at the art at the brochure. If you buy one, let us know how you yeah, like it. Yeah, if you buy one, let us know how it works. <laughs> Please send us an email. <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about the Internet. If you're not familiar with Hulu, which is where you clicked on to go to see The Simpsons, uh, Hulu is a, a site that's run by the TV network. They are distributing TV shows. And if you missed the latest episode of your favorite TV show, you often can go to Hulu to pick it up. And we watched Grey's Anatomy or some episode that we missed recently, and it was a full screen, 30 frames a second. And less commercials than when you watch it just straight off your TV. 
Quite impressive. Um, if you have a decent uh, internet connection, this has really nothing to do with your RV because it's unlikely you could use it in your RV. But uh, you could certainly watch its small size in your RV. And I also have a video here about uh, a tour of a road trek. Uh, road treks are the small class B RVs that you see driving around. And this was um, the manufacturer giving a tour of the inside of it. So if you'd like to take a look at what the inside of a road trek uh, looks like, you can watch the tour on YouTube. And, of course, uh, many people are very uh, excited about YouTube because it delivers <laughs> tons of content of people doing crazy things. Uh, but that's individuals' video, whereas Hulu, as well as TV.com, are, are just uh, commercial programs that have been mounted on the web for you to take a look at. How long will broadcast TV be around? Well, we know it's going to go away after February 17th. <laughs> But how how long before it actually disappears and we watch it all on the Internet? And how to make it all pay. Another uh, RV show that we want to talk about is one for our foreign, well, let's see. They're foreigners to us, but. One for the people who listen to this podcast yes. who do not live in this country. And that is the Caravan Channel. Um, to us, a caravan is when you go with a group of people on a tour and you all drive around yeah, together. Yeah, but we know what a caravan because we have we're sophisticated enough to know that caravans are what are RVs in, in other countries, other countries, right. Australia too, sure, and Great Britain, and probably in, in Ireland, and, yeah, and, yeah, all over Europe. Mm -hmm. So uh, there is a new channel called the Caravan Channel, and it is broadcast on Sky Channel One Sixty Six and Freeset Channel Four O Six. It's at 7 p.m. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays and Sundays. I assume that's in Europe. The thing that's interesting to us is that the programs are also available on the web. And if you'd like to take a look at that, you can, uh, you can either click on our webpage, uh, rvnavigator.com, or you can type in caravan channel, one word, dot TV. And it will take you to the right website. Speaking of the Internet, uh, you might want to be aware that uh, there have been a whole host of new top-level domains um, made available. And if you've ever thought about getting a website, uh, this might be the time to get it. You know that the RVNavigator.com is our website, and I have a couple of other websites that I manage also. But making web pages these days is, is actually very easy, and many pieces of software will make web pages, but what do you do with them once you have the web page made? Well, you have to have a place to house them, a, a computer that is online 24 hours a day and that has a high-speed connection. And those are called servers, and so you contract with a server company uh, to host or to house your website so that it can be accessed by anybody when they type in your URL, your address. And the cool thing that's happened is, is that uh, they've opened up a large number of these new domains. Now, you know, there used to be, or there still is, but there used to be a very limited number of domains. Dot com, dot org, org dot net, dot net, and then mill and gov, 
which were for U.S. military and U.S. government, which you couldn't buy. But you could buy a website that ended in .com, like rvnavigator.com. And over the years, you might have read every so often some entrepreneur would buy um, a manufacturer's name or, or Barack, famous Barack Obama or something and then make boku bucks selling it to the person who really should have owned that domain in the first place that was yeah, associated with, kind of the wild, the with wild, their name and their company. The Wild West <laughs> in terms of who gets to buy what. And it's basically been on a first-come, first-served basis. You come up with a domain name and you register it and it's yours and you can do with it as you see fit. And this may sound like it's a very techy and very expensive operation, but in actuality, it's quite inexpensive. I mean, we pay uh, about $5 a year to own the RVNavigator.com. There is an organization, an international organization, which does monitor and uh, make sure that there are no duplicates and make sure that everybody follows the rules. But other than that, it's uh, it's pretty much up to you to go ahead and buy your domain and then find somebody to host the websites, the web pages that you want to put under that domain. And the cool thing is, is that these new domains have opened up, and one of the nicest ones is ME. Uh, and you just heard that the RV Caravan or the Caravan Channel is on a .dot TV domain. And so that's another nice one for those people who are doing uh, television stuff. But these two-digit domain, top-level domains, are usually country designations. Uh, the .coms, the .nets are in the United States as a rule. But they're more universal, too. Yeah, but when it, goes, when the, when it ends, when your URL, your address, ends in a two-digit one, it usually indicates the country. For instance... Lots of them are UK. And right now with our trip down under, we've been looking at sites that end AU or NZ. NZ right. And so <laughs> you would think that you'd have to live in the country in order to, <laughs> to have a domain there, but no, you can live anywhere. And so ME is for Montenegro. A country we've been to before it was Montenegro. <laughs> it used to be part of poor old Yugoslavia, which is splintered into three or four pieces since we were there. <laughs> so to make a little extra money, they're now selling the me domains, and you can buy a me domain for about $15, probably some of it which goes back to Montenegro, $15 a year. And that site's domain is now yours. Little countries used to make a lot of money selling fancy stamps to philatelists, <laughs> and now, but, but now you can make money selling well, especially domains. especially like Montenegro, which has one which is actually quite an interesting uh, domain. So if you'd like to have one that is uh, uh, yourname.me, you know, that's kind of a, a, a cool way of doing it. Plus, because they're new, there are lots of uh, names that are, that are available. And as I look at these websites now that that actually sell domain names, and there are a lot of them, and there's competition for them, um, that there must be 30 or 40 uh, new top-level domains for you to take a look at. So if I go to um, GoDaddy, you will find that there's a whole list of uh, domains, and you all you have to do is type in uh, your choice, and it will say if, whether or not it's available, and then you simply... Put down your credit card, and you it's yours. Then you need to find somebody that will host it, and that's quite easy also because probably the same people who sell it to you will also host it for you. And then it's just a matter of putting your web pages up there, and you now will have a web presence like the RV Navigator. Not that I'm looking for competition, but 
uh, I think that these things should be available to everybody. And the and lots of people are putting up their pictures or they're selling things or who knows. And the .me domain is actually quite an interesting one that uh, that has a lot of cool possibilities. I see yawns coming up here. <laughs> well, I'd be more excited if I if we didn't already have two domains that well, I that I'm aware of. Maybe we have more. We do have more, of course. So moving on. <laughs> That's a little bit of technology. That's all you're going to get today, I guess, because the yard oh, is I doubt that. Oh, yes. On rvtravel.com, they did a survey, and they said, do you have a junk drawer in your RV? And do we have a junk drawer in our RV? I think all of our drawers are junk drawers <laughs> oh! in our RV. <laughs> oh, except, of course, the drawers that house your clothes. Oh, yeah. Those are alphabetized <laughs> and organized to the nth degree. <laughs> And color-coded. In my drawers? Can hardly close. So you, like 81% of the respondents, said yes. Everybody has to have a junk drawer. In your RV. So I understand that our listeners have been asking what else you have in your well, RV. Well, we kind of wanted to give a summary of the technology of our in our RV uh, so that you can comment on it and ask us questions. Um, some people ask me questions about things that I don't have any idea about. Because we don't have it. Because I don't have it, but I'm always interested, but uh, I can't give you good results. So as far as computers go, as a rule, we have... Three. Three. Each of us have a laptop, and then we have a desktop for bigger operations. And then those are connected wirelessly. Those are connected through an 802.11n connection. And we have them on automatic backup. So we have the, the router that we have has a hard drive in it so that it automatically backs up our computers because backing up, as you know, is something, if you don't have it, it will be something that will happen to you. Your hard drive will crash. And it's hard to remember to do it all the time. So a machine will will do it for you automatically. works much better. Okay, so that's uh, and that router is connected to our Internet satellite dish, which we have through um, HughesNet. And then we also have the Sprint. And we, also, and we also have the Sprint cell phone internet connection uh, when the HughesNet is not working. And the satellite dish that we have on the roof also does TV, 3LNB TV. So it also does... High depth. Yeah, and so this is a case where we have direct TV. We don't have dish, so I can't really speak about dish. But And I've had a couple of questions about dish. And I don't know much about it, but we get our satellite TV through the Motosat uh, receiver on the, on the roof. Um, and I also carry <laughs> a portable dish so that when we're stuck in the middle of the trees, this is going to be. It never has worked good for you, though. It has worked good. It in the past. Ha- it has not worked lately. good. Yeah, it has, yeah, we've had some trouble you can lately. Just mount it to your head. Yes. And we also have a printer and a scanner. You know, you can buy yourself a scanner for less than $100. It runs off of USB, so you plug it in. And needs no power pack or anything. It just plugs in and does its scanning. And uh, that's very convenient lots of times when you're... Or when you have to fax something to somebody. All sorts of times when you need to have a piece of paper that's uh, digital. Or you have pictures, of course. All right. uh, So as far as uh, digital photography goes in our RV, generally have a Canon 40D. And you have... I don't know what my big one is. You have two Canons. My little, my new little one is a Canon PowerShot SD1100, I think. Very nice. The only and thing I don't like about it is where they put the stitch assistant. The menu is too complicated. 
and I love my 40D. And as if you took a look at our blurb book from last month, uh, it is uh, was all taken with the 40D except for the pictures that my wife took. And it was exciting to do, and we have had a great time with digital photography. We back it up using uh, iPhoto and put our pictures there and keep it organized on iPhoto. And enhance them with Photoshop elements. And with Photoshop. Okay, so I also have a waterproof camera, which I mentioned last month is a, is a great gift for somebody. The Pentax Optio W60, which is a very nice waterproof camera down to 7 feet or something. Good for snorkeling. Good for snorkeling, right. And we also have our iPods with us, our new Touches. How do you like your Touch? I like it very much. It's very easy to use and it has a lot of storage and, touch and it's very versatile. But I and, put it in a case right away because I don't want it to get scratched. And it has lots of other capabilities beyond just being an iPod, like the web browsing oh, and yeah. email yeah. and all sorts of things. that. And, and I moved all the stuff that I used to have in my Palm Pilot Ooh, that's another one. Touch. And she's having a great time with that. Yeah, so it's got my life in it. As far as TV goes, TVs go. We have uh, three TVs. Basically, we have uh, <laughs> uh, the biggest one is a 40-inch Sony LCD, and hopefully it will work good with the Wii when we get that hooked up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are driven by, because they're all digital, of course, and they're driven by a DVR, which is the DirecTV high-definition DVR, and it we love that. The DVR what about is the great, little TV? Which I bring from home. That we used to watch outside. Will that work after February 2009? No. So we're not going to mention that. Oh, and that's Of course, too we bad. have the LCD in the bedroom, which you saw pictures of as I was installing it, and the one over the driver, which you saw pictures of while I was installing it. And those are not hooked up to the DVR because I have. I'm waiting for wireless HDMI. Oh my! And it's going to be available the, the in 2009. About wireless. It wireless sounds so appealing to me to have less wires. But whenever we have a new wireless device, it comes with 300 wires that are. Behind wireless something, HDMI. I mean, you sh- you should put on our website. That'll be for a another show. Of be- behind our TV set no. in the house. No, I would never. do Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. Never ever do that. Goldilocks um, would never make it to the three bears. And we house. have Erica, our GPS, which keeps us going straight and narrow. Who we love. Yes. I would like to have her implanted in my arm. And if you had a if you had an iPhone, it would be implanted in your hand. Sound system. Um, of course, our TV is uh, or our. Sound coming through the satellite is 5.1 surround, um, and we actually have a 7.1 surround receiver. Uh, and the subwoofer for ours, uh, remember I, I, we talked about switching the, the wires around and having the front speakers be the back and stuff, and we had a, a long <laughs> discussion about that. One thing I don't like too well, like you're watching the news on TV, and I'm in the kitchen cooking, and there's a speaker right over my head. <laughs> and so I'll hear real loud one of the background things, then I won't hear the person who's reading the news. Well, I can't really help that. I can't help where they've installed the speakers. I did put a center channel, though, in the up by the TV set, but we use the speakers that were installed in our system, and the subwoofer, which, of course, is in totally the wrong place, because the subwoofer is under the dash someplace. I've never actually seen it, but it's up there. It's a powered subwoofer, so our system came with 5.1 surround. Uh, so I can't motorhome. complain too much, or we'll, well have to I buy a new RV. I, I, well, if I took those out of the ceiling and and it would be you wouldn't mess. want the holes there, I don't. It think. would be a mess. So maybe somebody has some suggestions for that. So that's pretty much our technology system in the RV. Um, it's not too sophisticated, but it does the job. 
So with uh, that said, we will ring out 2008 and we'll get ready for 2009 and warn you that our next episode will be on the road. We should be someplace in New Zealand uh, at the end of January. Hopefully having just recovered from jet lag at that point, we might not be too coherent. So if if our um, broadcast cycle is a little bit off, please understand. And we will be traveling with another couple, so you may actually hear some Extra voices, some RV navigator wannabes. Oh, no, and they're very experienced RVers also. Yes. And he knows a lot about fixing things. I'm glad he's coming. Yes. And she's a great cook. I'm glad she's coming. Because we will be traveling on the left-hand side of the road with a Stick stick shift diesel motorhome. Oh, yes, it's going to be fun. And we're looking forward to visiting everybody across the big pond. And having a real adventure. Having a real adventure. So we'll sign off for now and say, well, well, maybe somebody, some people, we will be camping in a campground near you, but it won't be in the United States. (laughs) Near different people in a campground. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next year. And we'll be back in touch.